Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash apologia. But for now, let's get to the episode. Part of the Creation Today Claim series, posted July 3rd, 2017, titled Eric Hoven's Lying for Jesus Award. For years then, we haven't even copyrighted our material. We allow people to copy it, to give it away. That's what we want. If somebody knowingly lies, even in an attempt to further the truth of the gospel, that would indeed be a wrong thing to do. And it's definitely something that should be stopped. I'm glad we agree, Eric. Stopping the lies is why I made this channel. Welcome to Apologia, where a former Christian takes a look at the claims of Christians. You are looking at not just a nominee, but the winner of the Golden Crocoduck Award. The gold, not the Golden Crocoduck. The Golden Crocoduck Award. If you've been around YouTube creationism for a long time, you might be asking again. The even more astute will say, old news. The latter is correct. Today's clip is from 2012 and relates to the events of that year. Now, in fairness to me, back in 2012, I was still sitting in church pews, tithing my income, and believing that God created the universe. I knew less than nothing of this YouTube skepticism Eric speaks of. Lamentably before my time, a still legendary YouTuber called Potholer54 who has since taught me so, so much about the craft of research, chasing sources, citing sources, and the importance of entertainment, presented Golden Crocoduck Awards from 2008 to 2013. Welcome to the fourth annual Golden Crocoduck Award. Thank you, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you're too kind. Well, it's been an exciting day. All the stars have been gathering for the award ceremony here at St. Jude's Theatre, Yes, even Kent Hovind has arrived to watch the show, of course, coming in the back way. As you know, his son is one of the contenders for a coveted golden crocodile this year, awarded for the biggest breach of the Ninth Commandment in pursuit of the creationist cause. Yes. But by God's grace, he's allowed me to talk to a third group of people. Right, and that third group of key people is? The atheist, agnostic, anti-Christ, God-hating YouTubers. Ooh, is that me now? They said that I am in breach of the Ninth Commandment, that I have told a lie in an attempt to further the truth of creation. You've told a lie in an attempt to further the truth of creation. I don't know if they would mm. call it truth. I can't say I ever considered creating an award but I did create an entire YouTube channel that has no trouble posting a video every week pointing out where Eric or his guests are lying to further creation. I mean, I call it examining the claims of Christians, but that's just me being gracious with language. I always hope that my viewers will come to the conclusion of liar all on their own. Right, two things occurred to me. First, what was the nature of that lie then? Okay, they took a section out of my beginning series on the age of the earth, because you know we yes. talk about how evolution is a religion, we go into the age of the earth, and they said when you are claiming that the moon uh, was skimming the surface of the earth 1.3 billion years ago, that was a lie. Hmm. That sounds like it's worth taking a look at the original video. What about the moon? The moon goes around the earth. How many of you guys knew that already? You guys had that figured out? Okay, the moon goes around the earth, yep. All right, now the moon is what causes our tides. The tides are because of the moon, okay? It's gravitational pull on the earth. Well, no big deal, so we got tides these days, but the moon is getting farther and farther away from the earth. Guys, we're losing the moon! 
Now, don't worry about it. It's only a few inches per year. No big deal, okay? But you want me to believe that the moon and the earth are billions of years old? Now we've got a problem. Because you go backwards in time. Let's see, if the moon is here and it's getting farther away, that means that it used to be closer to the earth. You go back about 1.3 billion years, now you've got a serious problem. Because the moon is skimming the surface of the earth just above the surface of the earth about 1.3 billion years ago. Well, that explains what happened to the tall dinosaurs. They, they must have got mooned to death. <laughs> okay, there's the claim in context. Got it. Right, and what they're saying then is they're claiming that actually uh, the moon, uh, they're not actually saying that the moon isn't receding, are they? No, and that's the whole point, is the science I was sharing was that fact. The yes. fact is, we see the moon moving farther and farther away from the Earth. Correct. Though that's not the part that Potholer called a lie. They're going, look, you, we, we know that the Earth did not, or the moon uh, was not skimming the surface of the Earth 1.3 billion years ago, yes. and I admit that was a little bit of hyperbole, okay? Hyperbole, you say? If that is not the epitome of hyperbole. As in, exaggerated statements or claims not meant to be taken literally. Well, Eric, you are the master of voice inflection when exaggerating. Science is material. Religion is just kind of immaterial. Science has all the answers. Religion causes a lot of problems. So I'm sure that if we replay the claim, we'll hear that same hyperbole in your voice, won't we? You go back about 1.3 billion years, now you got a serious problem. Because the moon is skimming the surface of the Earth. Where's that wacky voice to tell the audience that they should take this as hyperbole? Do you think anyone in your audience walked away thinking that you were feeding them an exaggerated claim? If you took it at a constant rate and factored in the inverse square law, the moon would be almost touching the Earth 1.2 or 1.3 yes. billion years ago. Wait, so is that your hyperbole? Or is that your serious claim? You seem to be using your serious voice again. What about your dad when he presented the same information? If you run all the math on this, you'll find out the moon and Earth would have been almost together 1.4 billion years ago. Walt Brown says 1.2 billion years ago is the max lifespan for Earth and Moon. Seems pretty sincere. I mean, obviously they're criticizing you thinking, well, you know, the moon would have been skimming, the two things would have been, uh, would have been touching, so right. that's not what you were saying. No, if you think Potholer's objection was to the phraseology of a moon getting wet from touching the ocean, it's you who has missed the entire point. And I can't help but think you've missed it deliberately. You were saying that if you take their views and their uniformitarian timescale, then it yes. produces an absurd result. What is with you two that you can't get it through your skulls? Or you can and you insist on misrepresenting it. That scientists believe that all rates are constant and linear. That's what's absurd. We're back to that stupid population argument all over again. Do you honestly think that astronomers and physicists claim that the rate of the moon's recession is constant? Of course you don't. I know you don't because you admit you saw the refutation. So they missed the entire point of the argument. The argument is completely valid. And even with their long science and uh, long scientific words and all sorts of calculations and so on, they don't actually disprove their own point. Did you just disparage scientific words and calculations? Who does that? Did Eric not make a scientific claim and then allege some calculations? Are you trying to say that the person with the smallest words and the least complicated math are the winners? Why are you seeding distrust in anything more complicated than A times B equals C? Maybe we should take a look at this sciencey mumbo jumbo. Just a taste. For the full debunk wrapped in Potholer's one of a kind sense of humor, I'll put the link in the description. Because the moon causes the tides. Now, what's the consequence of the moon's gravitation causing tides? Well, I'm going to exaggerate it in this diagram so you can see what's happening. The moon's gravitational attraction causes a bulge of ocean water in the part of the Earth closest to it. Because the Earth spins faster than the moon orbits, this bulge pulls a little ahead of the moon and it reciprocates the gravitational tug by tugging at the moon itself, as if there was an invisible rope between them. 
So the moon is dragging on the Earth's spin, slowing it down a fraction of a millisecond every year, and the bulge is pulling on the moon, giving it more energy. Through the conservation of angular momentum, the momentum lost by the Earth must be gained by the moon. As it gains energy, the moon moves to a higher orbit. That's why it's receding. So to assume that the moon has always been receding at the same rate, you have to assume that the tidal configuration we have today has always been the same. And of course it hasn't. The drag exerted by the tides depends on the configuration and depth of the oceans. For most of the Earth's history, the oceans were much more extensive, and of course we have continental drift, which encourages the formation of supercontinents and super-oceans. This paper by Williams takes us back nearly two and a half billion years, and during most of the Proterozoic, 2,450 to 620 million years ago, it turns out the Moon was receding at about 1.24 centimetres a year and around 2.17 centimetres a year since then. In other words, much less than it is today. So Hovind's vision of the Moon skimming the surface of the Earth 1.2 or 1.3 billion years ago only works if the recession has been constant, which it hasn't. When we look at the geological evidence, it turns out that 2.5 billion years ago the Moon was only about 10% closer to the Earth than it is today. That's hardly skimming the surface. Wow. What a bunch of long scientific words and calculations and so on. They're just quibbling about factors of amounts, and the argument stands. Quibbling over amounts. The argument stands. Eric's entire premise is that the universe can't be more than 6,000 years old because his disingenuous interpretation of lunar recession proves it. You're shown a peer-reviewed paper outlining the lunar recession rate for at least 2.5 billion years, and somehow, with a straight face, you smugly giggle that your point still stands? The argument does still stand, and that's the whole point is, look, bottom line is the Earth, or the Moon is getting closer to the Earth. That's the whole point. Psst. No, Eric. It's getting further. Okay. Earth is getting farther. It used to be closer. Good save. Now these and that puts a limiting factor on it. Limiting factor how? Was there a point where the Moon was the closest to the Earth that it's ever been? By definition, of course. That would be the limiting factor, if that's what you want to call a limiting factor. But when was that? And why? And given that this phenomenon has had only a 10% change in a billion years, should this in any way be troublesome for the science that says the Earth is 4 billion years old? With a straight face, you misrepresented this moon recession to bolster your claim that the Earth is just 6,000 years old. You know the math in no way supports this claim. And now, well, in 2012, but now for me... You're lying about your lying. These people are atheists. Correct. And they're it's criticizing you. And they're criticizing you for breaking the ninth commandment. For lying. It's a yep. slight irony there, isn't there? Because if they don't believe in God, uh, they don't believe the Bible's true, then what's the point of the Ten Commandments anyway? You know, that's a great thought. I mean, they have no basis for saying that lying is wrong. Matter of fact, atheist, agnostic, antichrist, God-hating YouTuber, you would probably say that there is no such thing as moral absolutes, and you're absolutely sure of that. That means there's no right or wrong. Well, that's just one sentence of garbage after another. And I will most definitely do a series of videos on secular versus Christian morality someday. But for now, I'm not going to fall into the distraction from the core issue that Eric is trying to put up here like some kind of rodeo clown. For today only... Let me concede your idea that atheist, agnostic, God-hating YouTubers have absolutely no reason to think that lying is wrong. That such people praise lies as the pinnacle of communication. What difference does that make to you, Eric Hovind? To you. I love Ray Comfort and Living Waters Ministry. They put it very clear. Have you ever told a lie? Matter of fact, how many lies have you told? And it's wrong to lie. Why? Because God commands not to lie. And God is not a liar. I got to say, I'm concerned for you. Yeah. If you stand guilty before God, if he were to judge you today by the Ten Commandments, 
and you would be you would be found guilty well would you go to heaven or hell you believe lying is wrong and we're talking about your actions here this is my 15th video about your creation today content each time pointing out errors and dishonesty and i know i'm not the first but you keep repeating the same things over and over it makes zero difference if i have a moral basis for pointing this out to you you think lying is a sin and you continue to lie in god's name if this is true it ought to be able to take on questions like that it ought to be able to take on those hard difficult questions why am i a christian exactly if you believe that your bible can stand up to any challenge then why would you go within a hundred yards of anything remotely disingenuous why would you provide fodder for me or pothole or thunderfoot or anyone since you think you have the truth you should be the most honest, most transparent, most forthcoming, but you're not. What should your viewers think when they see this kind of intellectual dishonesty? If you are offering the best arguments Christianity has to offer, what should a Christian do? I'll tell you what this Christian did. I walked away. If you and Ken Ham were the best, and even this devout Christian could tell you were lying, then there was nothing for me. If the theory of evolution were correct, then it would certainly, surely be okay for two people like you and I to be sat here to try and persuade as many people as possible that we are correct, then we can lead them like the Pied Piper and we survive because we are the fittest to survive. You know what, that's an interesting thought because if evolution is true and lying actually helps you, then why not? I mean, hey, as long as you don't hurt anybody, right? See, there's the voice you make when you're being hyperbolic. That is not the voice you were using before. In a way, you're right. Lying is not objectively wrong all the time. Yes, honey, I love my Father's Day present. Or, no, Mr. Nazi, sir, I haven't seen any Jews. Are fully moral lies. At least in my fully subjective opinion. But do you honestly think that any secular person or skeptic out there believes that lying about science doesn't hurt anyone? Lives are wasted. Progress is slowed. Diseases go uncured. People die. Planets die. Your not-so-subtle jab was at moral systems that value avoidance of harm. What you describe is absolutely harm. I mean, even from your perspective of harm, I have a tiny, tiny YouTube channel, and I still get messages every week from people who've been driven away from Christianity because of the duplicity of young earth creationists like you. Shouldn't the loss of souls to hell because of these tactics bother you? Shouldn't my soul going to hell bother you? Lying is a skill that you should hone in on and learn very well on how to do that. Wow. No comment. Why would they worry about the Ninth Commandment? Stop deflecting. The question is, why don't you two care about it? Anywhere in this video, did you apologize to anyone in your audience that you may have misled about the moon? Did you repent? All I heard was justification and excuses. I love it. Their actions have betrayed them again. They do believe in right and wrong, and they proved it by giving me the Golden Crocoduck Award. You got an award for lying, and you end the segment with a giant grin because your detractors pointed it out. I say this as the man I was when I believed what you believe, so that I can be justified in saying it. Eric, you should be ashamed of yourself. But that's no excuse for making speeches and videos designed to mislead people about science, which makes Eric a deserving winner for the 2012 Golden Crocoduck. So, as the litter is swept away from the St. Jude Thaddeus Theatre and the last molested boy limps home from the Catholic after-party, it's time to bid farewell to this year's Golden Crocoduck. Congratulations, Eric. The award is in the mail. And that's as true as the uphill climb of the Colorado River. If you want to see more of my videos examining the claims of Christians, click subscribe to be notified when new ones are up. 
and follow Paul G on Facebook and Twitter to stay connected between videos. And if you're somehow not subscribed to Potholer, you should be more ashamed than Eric. Fix that now. This was a rough one for me. Send me your love or throw your hate into the comments. Later. <laughs>